Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Flipping Dreams. I'm your host, Heather Renee May, and I'm dedicated to bringing you content that will inspire curiosity, connect you with other dreamers, and encourage you to continually pursue your dream life. Flipping Dreams is all about the idea that we can literally change our lives each and every day. Through thought-provoking commentary, interviews, and resources, I will remind you every week that it is never too late to transform your past and empower your future. Thanks for joining. Episode number one, Too Late for Tech? I'm kicking off this podcast with some hope for those who think that they could never understand or become a developer in tech. Through this time of quarantine, the role of being able to work remotely has become vitally important to our daily welfare. Jobs in tech have been developing this space for years and in turn have taken this opportunity to increase the remote workforce. Yet many people new to tech may feel it is out of their reach. I'd like to confront that myth and share my story of becoming a tech worker later in life in my 40s and how it has radically changed my life for the good. It's time to answer this question. Are we too late for tech? Thank you for joining me today in this hopefully lively and informative discussion on what it means to work in tech, how someone can transition their career to be a developer, and I'll throw in some side notes and personal stories for my journey so far. I will be adding plenty of resources into this show's notes for you to do your own digging into this rabbit hole, and feel free to reach out to me if you have any particular questions through my Facebook page, Flipping Dreams. So let's dive in. First, I'd like to confront a few myths. Myth number one, to work in tech, I have to be good at math. This is completely not true. There are many different types of developers in tech, and unless you are choosing to work specifically in data science, your exposure to high-level algorithms will not be something that you will do in your daily work. Myth number two, I need to have a college background in computer science. Nope, in fact, most tech companies actually embrace the creative or non-traditional background of developers who have taken a boot camp to level up their skills. I'll get into what a boot camp is in a sec. Myth number three, tech is not creative. On the contrary, working as a developer has been one of the most creative and interesting jobs I've ever done. Yes, there is emphasis on a logical thought process to solving problems, but the ways in which you can solve a problem bring in a huge amount of creativity and personality into any project. Let me tell you a bit about my background and how I got into tech. My first career was a ballet dancer. I didn't finish high school and I pursued my dancing career until I retired at the age of 28. And it wasn't until I turned 32 that I pursued my bachelor's degree, graduating at 36 and then continuing to pursue my creative passions, 
teaching, filmmaking, craft making, and generally all the things that don't make any money. The job I found I could make the most money at while pursuing these creative endeavors was as an executive assistant. But I found myself stuck both professionally and economically. I was working at a software startup in Boston, supporting two senior vice presidents and not feeling challenged by my role. In addition, I was at the top of my pay grade and barely covering my bills and my massive student loans. I would sit in on meetings with the engineers taking notes as they talked about solving these great problems. Conceptually, I could understand what they were talking about, but I didn't know the language, and I certainly wasn't going to go back to school for another four years to get a computer science degree and incur any more debt. I didn't have the money or the knowledge, but I really wanted to change. How would I bridge this gap? I also really liked the idea of working remotely. I'm an introvert, and the idea of being able to work autonomously without having to be physically in an office talking with people every day was really appealing. At this point in time, the buzz around boot camp started to surface more online, and I began doing some research and attending informational sessions. Long story short, I chose an online boot camp for 14 weeks and two full stacks. Now let's just pause here, because what I've said to some of you may sound foreign. Full stacks? Of what? In tech, there are many languages and frameworks that companies use to develop software. Some of these languages are easier to learn than others, and many will work together in a stack to accomplish the goal of serving up the application to the internet so that we can all put in a URL address and bingo, we have a great site to look at. The role of a bootcamp is to teach you as the new developer all the skills you will need to be successful in starting out in tech. There are a number of different types of camps, online, on-site, workshops, learn on your own. I don't want to spend too much time in this episode breaking down these languages and frameworks and different stacks. I think that if you are truly interested in getting involved in tech, you will find that many of these resources, tutorials, and explanations are already out there. And like I said, I will include some of these links in, in the show notes. But why would you choose a boot camp? For a smaller investment of time and money, you do a deep dive into the area you have chosen and emerge ready to begin the interview process with tech companies to be hired as a junior developer. The key here is to take your time asking yourself some important questions. Why do I want to be in tech? What type of company do I want to work for? Is there anyone in that company I can ask questions and possibly gain mentorship or guidance? How much time, money, energy do I have to focus on this goal? And do I want to work remotely? Let's also talk about what qualities it takes to be a developer in tech. Some of these qualities include tenacity, determination, perseverance, logical thinking, problem solving, and constant learning and growth mindset. Back to my story, I graduated from my boot camp and then learned a third stack in Ruby on Rails and built my demo application. Within six months, I was working at a startup in New Orleans, and then nine months later, I was working at my dream company, Stitch Fix, where I have been for nearly three years. Starting out, I knew that I would likely have to take a pay cut and or intern until I was able to get enough on-the-job training to prove my worth. This is not always the case for everyone, but certainly as a junior or green developer without any previous professional experience, I was humbled to know that in terms of tech, I was starting off at the first rung of the ladder. However, don't think that your previous knowledge or skill set will not come in handy with tech. 
Your previous experiences will actually help you to be more well-rounded, and likely much of what character traits you need to excel in tech you have already learned in other sectors. For instance, ballet and tech may seem completely incongruous, but the discipline, determination, and perseverance I learned each day at the bar actually prepared me for the repetition of effort and the frustration of not understanding everything. Tech has allowed me to embrace a growth mindset more fully because each day I have a new problem to solve and something new to learn. If I were to break this down into practical steps, I would say the following. If you're interested in making a change in your career and are looking for a job that is flexible, challenging, rewarding, and financially lucrative, I would say tech is a great option. There are so many incredible opportunities in tech from developing to management and beyond, and it is a space that is expanding more and more as our physical and retail business is getting smaller. Check it out for yourself. Try some of the free tutorials. Call up some boot camps for more information. Ask friends about their experiences. Lean in and figure out how to make it work for you. And finally, I'd like to address the age issue. I won't lie when I say that the majority of Silicon Valley is made up of 20-something millennials. The tech space has traditionally been appealing to this demographic, which has created a sense of no seats at the table for others. My own personal experience initially was no different. I experienced hazing for my age early on and struggled to overcome this sense of imposter syndrome that I could keep up with my younger colleagues. This is where tenacity and having a will to succeed comes in. Don't be afraid to try, take the risk, and continue to knock on those doors if you are rejected. Ultimately, you will find the right place, a work home that will encourage you to be more fully you and appreciate all you have to offer while helping you to learn and grow as a developer. I did find that home, but I did have to search for it. Let me tell you how I ended up at Stitch Fix. I had chosen to attend a Rails conference, which is a tech conference. And I had done some research while I was building my demo application. And in that research, I had stumbled upon Multithreaded, which is Stitch Fix's blog for their engineers. In this blog, I found some of the most provocative and interesting ideas on tech, on tech lifestyle, culture. And I just thought to myself, I really, I want to be with these. When I grow up, I want to be working with these people. I want to be in this culture this culture that sounds inclusive, diverse, and awesome. I found out that Stitch Fix was sponsoring Rails Conference. I found their booth, went right up to the first person, swallowed my fear, and said, I love Stitch Fix. I would love to be an engineer at Stitch Fix. Tell me what I can do. This conversation led to some video calls and follow-up calls, and the realization that there were no opportunities for me currently at Stitch Fix. But I still held out hope that a company like this would be the company that I would want to work at in the future. And I held that like that prize, that vision in my mind as I continued to work at a company that I wasn't very happy with. Six months later, I found an opening at Stitch Fix. And that led me to begin the interview process which was, uh, I can go into the interview process in another podcast of what to expect, but ultimately it ended up with me flying out to San Francisco and interviewing with a, a number of different engineers and management, and I ended up getting the job, which was amazing. And so I uh, just want to tell you, don't be discouraged. If at first it doesn't work, if 
if you found the company that you think you really, really want to be at, chances are then they're really, really going to want you as well. So keep persevering, keep your connections. It's so important to reach out and make yourself known and create a network, ask questions, continue to grow and learn because my journey in tech has been the most awesome journey of growth, learning, discovery, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And the great thing is that we have so many wonderful tools and opportunities right now across the board. It just takes a little bit of grit. I hope that this talk was helpful and informative. Uh, I imagine I'll probably expand on some of these themes in future episodes. But for now, uh, please check out the show notes for more resources and join my Facebook page to get information about future shows and to be part of the community. It's never too late to change your life, to change history. Which brings me to our quote of the week. This week's quote is from Chris Morris. Grit is having the courage to push through no matter what the obstacles are because it's worth it. And you're worth it. So thank you for tuning in to this first episode of Flipping Dreams. I can't wait to bring you more content next week. And please share this with any of your network of friends and family who you think may be interested. Until next week, stay strong, positive, and don't be afraid to flip your dreams. interested in learning how to flip your dreams, please check out my new course on Teachable, Flipping Dreams. The link is in the show notes. I'll help you flip your dreams like you would flip a house. Who has time to muddle through vast volumes of self-help books to find a solution tailor-made for them? Flipping Dreams is that solution, a streamlined framework that is applicable for every dream. Through guided physical and journal exercises, I'll take you step-by-step through the journey of demolishing your old dreams setting a new foundation, drawing the blueprint of your new vision, and then framing, designing, and finishing out your new dream life. With my course, you'll end up with a focused mind, a toolbox full of inspiration, and a renewed sense of purpose and passion for your future. So check it out, and I will see you back here next week on Flipping Dreams.